0: Welcome to the Lost Boys, the Found Fathers podcast. I'm Gabe O'Sullivan, and joining me is my co host and friend, Will Haycox. We are men who have suffered the loss of a child, and through this production, we desire to offer encouragement, strength, and hope to our fellow brothers who have traveled the same journey. Welcome, Will.
1: What's up, Gabe?
0: So, hey, yeah, I'm good. Thank you for asking. Um, so, this is episode two in our, our series about making it through uh, tough times of the holidays, which certainly can be the case if we have experienced the loss of a child. And in our last episode, just to recap, we talked about how, yes, we know this can be a tough time of the year. That's okay to feel the pain that you're feeling and to to understand that you have been given emotions and it's okay to express those emotions, but it's also a good uh, reason for you to, or a good thing to do is to try to find a reason and a way to find joy during this time of the year um, to help you uh, continue to move forward. And we talked about a way to do that was finding Joy in the Lord, finding joy and, uh, and and encouragement in like old good memories that you may have from your childhood, and even recent stuff that you've liked to do that brought mm-hmm. you joy, like looking at Christmas lights or watching movies, listening to music, some food that you enjoy eating around this time of the year. And then we talked about serving, how that's a good uh, uh, idea as well to get your mind off of yourself uh, and your circumstance, and to. To help others that's just going to help you to get through this time of the year as well and so definitely go back and listen to that last episode and get you yes. more uh, fleshed out into that and and so now moving into to, to the part two of this uh, mini series here we want to focus on the wonder and the majesty you know of this time of the year and how can that help you to get through this difficult time and so we're going to talk a little bit about the actual Christmas story and why that's important to someone like you that has lost uh, a loved one, who has lost a child, and it might be really struggling right now. So we're going to be kind of walking through some passages in Luke chapter 1 Luke chapter 2 and, and hang hanging with us because it's going to be some pretty cool stuff. What do you want to throw in <clears throat> on that, Will?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, we'll just <clears throat> give you the 30,000 foot view from the beginning that, you know, the gospel is what we need in general all the time every human needs the gospel but especially when you've been through something terrible you've been through any hard circumstance but specifically what we're talking about here the loss of a child you need to know the good news that Christ came lived as a human died on the cross paid the debt for your sins made a way for you to be in relationship with the Lord and then he rose from the dead and he's in heaven now and he is the one that discusses with the Father our state and, and the Bible says the word intercedes for us and makes it possible for us to be Christians and to have the hope we do in the Lord and the Christmas story is the gospel it's it's the culmination of the all of the Old Testament and everything that the Lord did in the Old Testament with the Israelites and all what the prophets foretold and it's the reason we celebrate Christmas and the reason that we can have hope through Christmas, through the Christmas season. So yeah, like, like Gabe said, we just wanted to give, we hit some of the highlights here of the Christmas story. Maybe read, probably won't read all of it. Cause it's basically all <laughs> right. of two chapters,
0: yeah. but
1: it's, um, it's important to remember, you know, why we're doing the things we're doing and not just to go through the motions and, you know, not think about our actions and not be intentional. And so, Remembering the reason for the Christmas season can give us hope and comfort when we're going through a tough time.
0: That's awesome. <clears throat> and so, just to jump right in, cool, cool, like precursor to Jesus coming was his cousin being born, John the Baptist is kind of is, is what he's called. And there's a story, you know, we always this time of year we hear about the story of of the angel coming to Mary and the angel coming to to Joseph and saying, "Hey, you're gonna have this, you know, virgin pregnancy." and that you know that obviously is a miracle in itself and then sometimes what we forget about is Zechariah who was John the Baptist's daddy and Zechariah was a priest and um, talks about in verses 8 through 25 about how an angel visited him and so he had it was his turn to go into the the temple and like burn some incense at the altar and it says once when zachariah's division was on duty and he was serving as priest before god he was chosen by lot according to the custom of the priesthood to go into the temple of the lord and burn incense and when the time for the burning of the incense came all the assembled worshipers were praying outside so you know it's a time a worshipful time obviously he was chosen by lot meaning that it was awesome that he had that opportunity but it was also scary because if, if things didn't go well for him he could have died in the presence of God in the temple. And so that's another lesson that we don't have time mm-hmm. for today to get into. But it says, Then an angel of the Lord appeared to him standing at the right side of the altar of incense. When Zechariah saw him, he was startled and was gripped with fear. I would say he was. Mm-hmm. It says, But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayer has been heard. So that's kind of cool. You know, Do not be afraid is the first thing the angel says to him. I think mm-hmm. it's probably the first thing he says to Mary, to Joseph, and to the, to mm-hmm. the shepherds. Uh, because obviously, you know, you see this huge warrior of
1: light standing before you. Uh, you're going to be scared, mm-hmm. right? I and mean, that's what's Heck, even if it's just a random normal guy like you or I gave, they just <laughs> yes. show up and appear right in front of you. That's right. It's going to raise some questions. That's yeah.
0: right. And so first thing he says, Do not be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayer has been heard. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you are to give him the name John. He will be a joy and a delight to you, and many will rejoice because of his birth, for he will bring... Sorry, for he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He is never to take wine or ferment to drink, and he'll be filled with the Holy Spirit even from birth. Many of the people of Israel will be will bring back to the... Sorry, many of the people of Israel will he bring back to the Lord their God, and he will go on before the Lord in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. So mm-hmm. the angel tells Zechariah your son who is going to be born to you in this older stage of your life which most people didn't think was going to happen for them um that the a that was a blessing in itself but b uh, your son is going to be the the one that the old testament prophesied uh, prophesied about that he's going to be the one that ushers in the king the mm-hmm. messiah and so man what great news right there now um zachariah says ask the angel of the lord how can i be sure of this i'm an old man and my wife was well long in years so even though this angel is standing right before Zechariah, he's like i don't know i don't know if what you're telling me mm-hmm. is the truth right there which seems kind of crazy it says then the angel answered i am gabriel represent mm-hmm. okay i stand nice the, nice the, the, thank you I like this uh, every time i hear that name especially in the bible even mm-hmm. if same anybody i have to have to give the peace sign to If you yes, if you're if you're listening if to it. Angel Gabriel Gabriel's up there the, listening. That's yeah. right. It was two thumbs to the chest and a peace sign. Right there. So <laughs> uh, one day this will this video will be on YouTube. You'll see that. But it says, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God and I have been sent to speak to you and to tell you this good news. And now you'll be silent and not able to speak until the day this happens because you did not believe my words, which will come true at their proper time.
1: Mm-hmm. So Angel Gabriel mm-hmm. didn't take any joke. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that was for sure. <clears throat> yeah, and like you said, you know, it, it actually says, I think in verse 7 right before we started this, that um, Zechariah and Elizabeth were old, and also it says that Elizabeth is barren. She's never had a child. And so, again, it, it seems a little... little ridiculous that, like, hey, if this guy can appear in front of me, and like you said, we don't know what he looked like, if he looked like a human, if he looked like a glowing ball of light, you know, whatever he looked like. He was clearly something out of the ordinary because Zachariah is shocked by his appearance. Um, Even with how crazy that is, it it does make a little bit of sense from our human perspective. Like, I don't know what advanced in years is. Back then it could have been maybe it's 50, maybe it's 70, I don't know. Mm -hmm. But clearly she's passed... The age that we would call menopause that you're like she's probably not having any kids we know like quote you know scientifically without God's intervention we know in the modern day that like at a certain age woman's not having kids Yeah, there's no chance sorry Mm -hmm. but past that age Zachariah's like yeah cool angel you're probably about 30 years too late you know there was a chance then but basically what this story's telling us and what, what you just read Gabe is like God is doing a miracle here and it's a precursor to the even more amazing miracle of the virgin birth coming up. But he's saying, you know, I'm opening the womb of a barren woman. I'm mm-hmm. blessing the world through John the Baptist who's going to make the way for Christ, and I'm doing that by blessing Zachariah and Elizabeth, who have been barren their whole lives with a child that they've prayed for. And he says right there, uh, where what verse is it? right at the beginning of what she said. An angel appeared to him. He was troubled. The angel said in verse 13, do not be afraid, Zachariah, for your prayer has been heard and you and your wife, Elizabeth will bear and your wife will uh, bear a son. So like, that's not what the point of this podcast is, but you know, an angel comes, came to him and said, Hey, God heard your prayers. So like, if God heard prayers of Zachariah 2000 years ago, he still hears your prayers and he's still faithful to answer prayers from what we can tell he's probably not going to send an angel to your bedroom to tell you that he's answering your prayers but you know God is faithful there and you know he blesses these people and through their blessing you know, brings someone to the world that prepares the way for, for Jesus
0: that's awesome and and we can be encouraged and comforted and know in knowing just what Will said that God does hear our prayers and that he's looking for ways to bless us and some of you that listening. Or or like me, you know, my wife, like we didn't know if we were going to be able to have kids, right? And then we did, and then it was awesome. And then it until it wasn't, you know, until they passed away. And so, um, we're thankful, you know, that God intervenes and He sees a way. Hmm. And you know, something else that we can't like run past here, just the nature of this podcast, as as wonderful and beautiful as that scene was for Zachariah and Elizabeth and the life that John lived turning people's hearts back to the Lord like a life of purpose uh, and, and, mm-hmm. and, and and passion you know very passionate dude when you read about him mm-hmm. man he ended up getting beheaded mm-hmm. right so this story that starts off so amazingly and miraculously it ends really tragically for this mom and dad and we don't know if they were still alive when he was killed or not um, but if they were Like again, here's another group of people in Scripture that gets you, right? That understands your pain, Uh, and probably to a much greater extent if they were still alive than we would ever understand. If you're listening to this podcast, you probably haven't had your child uh, imprisoned and then beheaded by an evil king. Okay, and so the point there is that God gives. And then God, you know, allows also a time for, for folks to die. Like mm-hmm. there's there's a time for us to be born. There's a time for us to die. And he's with us through it all. And he comforts us and encourages mm-hmm. us through it all too. So we don't want to run
1: past that. Mm-hmm. But so like you said there, you know, the next thing, you know, it foretells in the Old Testament that Elijah or an Elijah will come and prepare the way for the Messiah. And so we just hear about, the blessing, the miracle that Jesus that God has done to bring Jesus in, you know, opening the womb of a barren woman and sending the angel to foretell that to Zechariah. And then the next thing going on in Luke One is Gabriel then going and appearing to Mary, who at this time wasn't even married to Joseph. Says so she was betrothed at that time, and so he appears. To Mary here, and let's see, verse twenty-eight. He says, "Greetings, O favored one! The Lord is with you." She was greatly troubled at the saying. Again, dude shows up out of nowhere. Whether he looks like a normal dude or ball light, that's concerning. So he's like, "Greetings, you're favored," and she's like, "Oh no, what what's going on?" So in verse thirty, the angel says to her, "Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus." He will be great, and he will be called Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And to his kingdom there will be no end. And it says Mary says, How is this going to happen? Because I'm a virgin. The angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will call, be called Holy and the Son of God behold your relative elizabeth in her old age is also conceived a son and this is a six months with her who is called barren for nothing will be impossible with god and mary said behold i am the servant of the lord let it be to me according to your word and the angel departed from her so like that's there's a lot there that's just a, a crazy thing you know we we think mary was what 14 15 so she's young she's betrothed to be married. We don't know how long that betrothal was, if it was a, a few months, if it was a, a couple of years, whatever. But it was long enough for her to get pregnant. And, you know, they were married by the time Jesus was born. But that's just a crazy thing. You know, at that time, you probably heard this, if you've been in a church, you probably heard this plenty of times. But, like, at that time, being an unwed mother is, like, Basically, a death sentence. Like your parents, it could literally have been a death sentence. Your parents could have disowned you, and you basically have to go live on the streets, and then you got to make your way somehow. And your husband's probably going to, your betrothed, you know, is, is if he's any kind of normal Jewish guy, he'd be like, Well, clearly you've been sleeping around, and that dishonors me and my family and everything I've done, and choosing to marry you, so I'm not going to have anything to do with you. Like you said, her parents wouldn't have anything to do with her, so she's 14 years old, and from the world's perspective, it looks like her life is over. You know, whatever great deals she had set up, it's done. No husband, no family. You know, that's about it. But the Lord worked through that, worked through all these circumstances, came to her, told her she was favored by the Lord with the angel, and you know, prophesied there, and. Verses thirty one thirty two, you know, says, Your son will be great and will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. So that's just as clear as you can be, you know, it talks about the Messiah to come in the old testament, speaks about how he's gonna be the son of David, he's gonna be called you know, son of man, son of God, he's gonna reign over Israel forever, and there's no end to his kingdom, and that's what the angel's coming, and he's like, Hey. This is your son, yeah. We, this is the fulfilling of prophecy, and we, we've got to think. Don't have any idea how scholarly Mary was, but if she was raised in a Jewish yeah. tradition, mm-hmm. she would have known these things. You don't, you don't have any idea whether she made these connections. It, it talks about how she, she pondered these things in her heart, but you know she clearly knew. Like I'm a virgin, the Holy Spirit's gonna conceive a child. Something weird's going on, so we don't know if she immediately made that connection that like this is the savior. It's, she's told later on, but yeah, you know, it's it's just a an amazing reversal of, of circumstances. There, she thought she had all her life planned out. The Holy Spirit, or the Holy Spirit is going to conceive a child in her. An angel shows up and tells her that, and so her wor- world is turned upside down. But through her, there's hope. For the whole world and so that's just you know the next the next part of that story that just shows the faithfulness of the lord um, Bef- yeah. uh, and before
0: we get into that next uh scripture there what you said that you said that's the next part of the story that shows the faithfulness of the lord and mm-hmm. i think we can see a little difference too in the question that she asked is really similar to mm-hmm. zachariah's question but different and that Zachariah, you know, he said, "How can I be sure of this?" Which mm-hmm. is casting some doubt, mm-hmm. right? And he he gives the reason why he that he's asking. He says, "I am an old man, and my wife is well along in years, right?" So we see that he's doubting this message from the Lord, mm-hmm. right? And um, but then Mary, she says, "How will this be?" Mary asked the angel, "Since I am a virgin," she is not saying. Mm-hmm. How can I be sure that she's acknowledging this is going to happen? Because mm-hmm. she says, how will this be? Which is saying, I know this is about to happen,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but how is this going to happen? Like mm-hmm. she, you know, ladies in general, they want the plan, mm-hmm. right? They want it mapped out, right? And she's like, "Um, I'm a virgin. Mm-hmm. How is this going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. Like is she's thinking, am I getting, is my marriage date getting moved up? Mm-hmm. You know, what, what's the situation right here? And so we see even her... You know, this young virgin Jewish girl, like her faith Mm. was even a bit stronger in God than this priest Mm. right here. And so hopefully that gives us some encouragement, too, is that none of us are priests or prophets or preachers. Maybe that's listening to this show. Certainly not the guys doing this, this podcast, but we still have that capacity to have a great faith in the Lord and what he's capable of doing. And so you might be thinking right now, I'm never going to get through this. Like, my life is it's really bad. I'm really sad. I'm really upset. You know, we've just lost a child or children or whatever the case may be.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I just can't get through because I can't seem to get my bootstraps pulled up high enough, right, mm-hmm. to get through this muck and this mire. But if we can have confidence like Mary did and we can have faith in God that he can be strong in us to get us through that, just like he was miraculous enough to get her through and, I mean, and to allow her to have this version of uh, conception mm-hmm. right there. So,
1: so you know, everybody's read the, <clears throat> or, or if you haven't read, go and read the uh, the story of, of Jesus' birth there in chapter 2. Uh, but we'll, we'll jump ahead, you know, if you have been listening to this podcast or if you've grown up in church or hopefully if you live anywhere in the south, you've heard something about the story of Jesus. You know, like we said in the last episode, he came through the story we're telling you here. And the Lord blessed Mary with the virgin birth, and so he was born, he grew up, lived his life. You know, For 30 years we don't know much about his life, and then he started his ministry for three years. He performed miracles and he preached the truth of the Lord. And he was eventually taken to the cross and he was beaten and scourged and he was taken to the cross and he died. And we're told that he died on the cross, paid for our sins, and you know made a way for us to be able to be in relationship with the Lord, where before that, we didn't have any way. We, you know, we were separated by our sin, and there's nothing we could do to bridge that gap. It was up to the Lord to bridge the gap, and that's, how we, that's why he sent Jesus. And so he died, and then he was resurrected, and now he lives in heaven, and he's the way that we can get to the Lord. So... And we hear all that, and there's that story, you know, and we've got other episodes that that talk about it more if you're interested. But we've got in Isaiah, it talks about Jesus, and there's a prophecy of him. And so it says here in Isaiah 53:3, He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And as one from whom men hide their faces, he was despised, and we esteemed him not. So, sorry guys, I'm fighting back a sneeze. So, if I have to (laughs) squeeze your ears like this. And
0: if you're watching on YouTube, squeeze the inside part of your ears, a little tragus thing, it'll make your sneeze go away. Oh, that's pretty cool. Isn't that crazy? (laughs) A little acupuncture tip from Dr. Gay, right there. Yeah, that's for free. Switching over podcasts Actually, just
1: add your your credit card at the end of this, yeah. (laughs) That's right. Um, No, but, so it talks about how, you know, the prophecy of him says, you know, he was a man of sorrows. He was despised and people didn't esteem him and you read the first part of his ministry that doesn't seem to be true because there's a lot of people, you know, he feeds the 5000, so there's at least 5000 people there that are coming to listen. Later on he feeds 4000 people and so it's like I don't know how many of those are the same people, but there's possibly, you know, thousands of people that had came and spoke to him or listen to him and he performed miracles for many other people, but you see through that whole story, you know the Pharisees, the Sadducees, you know some of the Romans hated him, saw him as a troublemaker, uh, saw him as someone taking away their power, and so they worked through all this. You know, as, as more people came to listen to him, they got angrier and angrier, and so we see, you know, what we're this podcast is about is the loss of a child. We see that you know his life wasn't perfect and he suffered and then in his death he certainly suffered even more and the Lord chose to bring his son to the earth so that he could go through all this and he could witness you know do all the miracles he did and then he can die for our sins make a way for us to come to him but the Lord I'll let you, you carry this on Gabe but the Lord brought him here just for the purpose of dying and suffering on a cross so that we can be made holy through Him and we can have a relationship with the Lord.
0: Yeah, and so that's what I want us to get away from this is that that God did these things and allowed the majesty and the wonder that comes along with the Christmas season. He did this stuff so that you and I could live with him forever, and like that's the beautiful thing because, without him being amazing and faithful in that, then he would not have. Um, we wouldn't have a chance. Like we wouldn't have a chance to to come before him because our we can never be good enough. Like our sin is is too great. And, and even if we think our sins not too great that right there in itself is so bad of pride is is such a prideful thing to think that we would never be able to be in his presence forever and so just know that you matter like your child that you lost mattered so much that god was willing to give up his own son that he ushered in in this in this great time of year that we that we that we celebrate he was able to he was willing to give up his son. Not only willing, but he actually planned it out. It's mm-hmm. like he was like, I'm gonna let Mary get pregnant and have this amazing miracle happen. And the only reason I'm doing that is because that boy is gonna end up growing up to be a man who's gonna mm-hmm. get beaten and put on a cross and he's gonna end up dying, not only for his mother's sin, but for the sin of the whole world. And mm-hmm. so that was his purpose and his plan. None of us had plans for our children to die. We had visions of them Growing up and us enjoying the time as they were in their in their toddler years and elementary school, middle school, high school. You know, walking them down the aisle, seeing them graduate from college. You know, having grandkids. All this stuff that we that we have in our minds of the way our life is going to be with our children that we ended up losing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so we we didn't plan on them to die, but, but that was God's plan for His son, and He did that because He loves you, because He cares about you, because He wants you to be able to spend eternity with Him. And, and you can be confident, as we discussed in earlier chapters, your child is with the Lord. Mm. He's with the Lord. God, Jesus said in Luke, uh, I was reading it just yesterday, where Jesus uh, says people were also bringing babies to Jesus to have him touch them. So lay his hands on him, bless them. says when the disciples saw this, uh, they rebuked them. So the disciples were like, man, get these kids away from Jesus. He's got, other, he's got other work to do. You know, back in the day, as in some cultures now, kids were not very well esteemed. Like they you know, it was like, you, you know, you, you, you be still, you be quiet, you shut up, you stay out of the way. And so the disciples kind of had that mindset because that's just what they were brought up as. It says, but as often it says in scripture, Jesus flips the script, man. he's like, hold up, this is the way you've been living, but this is why I'm going to tell you to live. But Jesus called the children to him and said, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them for the kingdom of God belongs to so such as these i tell you the truth anyone who will not receive the kingdom of god like a little child will never enter it and so we see that jesus has a heart for children so your child is with the lord god allowed his son his child to be born so that he could grow up and be a man to take the punishment for your sin for my sin so we could have eternal life with him and hopefully knowing that will help you get through this tough time of year
1: that's great gabe if you don't have anything else i think i'll I'll close up. Yeah, I think man, that's a great summation of the gospel and and just the way the Lord loves us, what He's done for us, and like you said, you know, come to Him, hold on to that when you are struggling, when you're when you're lonely, and you're missing your children or just the way things used to be. Yeah, Thank man, you. close us down. And yeah. I'm
0: gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna get one thing right
1: here as you as you do that. Yep. Yeah. Thank you guys for joining us today. Make sure to follow Lost Boys to Found Fathers on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can check out Gabe's books online. There's uh, "Thy Will Be Done?" question mark by Gabrielle O'Sullivan. There's "Every Little Thing: Six Small Steps to Perfect Peace." You can find both of those on Amazon. Uh, also, <laughs> Gabe is wearing a Clemson helmet right now that he just pulled off the shelf. If you're not watching us on YouTube. Uh, he can wave to you on YouTube. There, you can see the sweet Cle- Clemson helmet. Go Tigers! Um, that's uh, big day. Yep, yeah, go go on YouTube. Um, let's not be lost. Let's be found in Him. And go Tigers. Go Tigers.